thank you for listening to the Real Estate Real Podcast. Here is your host, Adam Ashbar. All right, guys, welcome to this episode of Real Estate Real. We have a special guest today, Fatty Smiley of Smiley's Wellness Coach. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, honored and pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, dear friend of mine, great confidant, has helped me out personally and professionally, too, in my growth. And we're going to talk a little bit about today um, as 2020 is upon us. Yeah. We're going to need to start coming up with goals and not only... Uh, mental but physical goals, yeah. getting in shape, getting mentally strong, um, you know, not only for real estate agents, but people of, of, of any sales background or entrepreneurs or, or really anyone of any uh, line of business, basically, yeah. could utilize these tools and things like that. So yeah. really excited. Let's go ahead and get, get ahead and jump into it. So tell me a little bit about Smiley's Wellness Coach. Like what's your bread and butter? What do you guys do? Yeah. So, um, you know, um, wellness coaching in and of itself, I mean, it's, it's been around for, you know, quite some time, but, um, you know, uh, within the past, um, you know, five or so years, it's really become more popular or more mainstream as, um, all right, three, two, one. All right, welcome everybody to this episode of Real Estate Real. This is your host, Adam Ashba. Today we have a special guest, uh, someone who's helped me out professionally and personally, my uh, growth, uh, Fatty Smiley of Smiley's Wellness Coach. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming. Pleasure to be here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this episode about mental health, physical health, and setting goals for 2020 not only for people in the real estate industry, but uh, really in any type of sales, business building, and just personal growth from that standpoint. So um, with that being said, tell me a little bit about your your uh, your practice. Yeah, so um, Smiley Wellness Coaching um, uh, is uh, um, something I decided to put together because I had this uh, desire or drive to really want to help people focus on um, – you know, the mental aspect of their, of their, of their health, um, and really get people to focus on, you know, taking care of themselves. Cause it's okay. We, we have to give ourselves permission. You that do. it's okay to take care of ourselves, even though, you know, we have, you know, whether you have family or friends or whoever, you know, or coworkers or colleagues, you know, you really want to, you know, I think it's human nature to want to help others and take care of others. But yeah. you know, I think sometimes we forget that, That's uh, it's important to turn the focus back on ourselves. 100%, so, yeah. Cause if you're not healthy and happy, you can't be a good dad. Exactly. You know, like we are yeah, yeah, yeah. or a partner, or married spouse, absolutely, whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so wellness coaching, um, in and of itself, it's, it's, you know, it's been around for, you know, quite some time, but it hasn't been until, you know, recently within the past, uh, you know, four or five years that it's really, uh, a lot of major companies have been able, have been taking it on, you know, have they noticed that it's, very important for their employees to, um, to have that self-care aspect. Um, number one, because, you know, you know, a healthy employee, you know, translates to, you know, production, yeah, production, you know, just, you know, production, but it also, you know, translates to happier employees, you know, they they enjoy working for you. They enjoy their job, you know, and then they, they, you know, with the overall life satisfaction that they create for themselves, um, uh, and it essentially translates to, you know, a happier employee overall. So, um, the, uh, you know, wellness coaching, um, within the past three years has become a more of a, uh, licensed professional, um, professional career. I would say, um, the national board of, uh, um, health and wellness coaching, they just started, uh, they started certifying new national board certifications, um, Three years ago. Three years ago is when they first started doing it. So, so three years ago, you had to start getting a license. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So before you could do it, you know, you do it. Okay. It was just all based on your, you know, on, who, you know, who you were. And, you know, people okay. just learn, you know, if you want to. Uh, so it was almost uh, like a self-accreditation. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But now that there's, not, there's a national certifying board that will, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, using, you know, you're meeting their standards. Now, there are other standards, you know, other uh certifying boards, but this, this has become the main, the main standard now. So, okay. um, 
So what's your specialty? What, you know, when you think of like wellness coach, what, it, yeah. I mean, that can involve a ton of Correct. stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it can encompass anything from, you know, fitness okay. to nutrition. And, and I, before I continue, when I say fitness, we're talking about the mental, the mental preparation of fitness or right. you know, okay. when, when we're talking about nutrition, it's about, you know, how do I mentally prepare to accomplish my nutrition goals and, you yeah. know, but it can, can it, you know, can go into relationships, careers, you know, leadership, uh, you know, within company, uh, there's, you know, executive coaching. So th- yeah, there's, it's a broad spectrum of, uh, areas that wellness coaching can hit on. Um, uh, you know, with, with my business, you know, me just starting out, I mean, I, I'm, you know, uh, I can, you know, I, I, I have a broad spectrum of, of uh, areas that I touch on, but, um, you know, there are a few topics that are very dear to me that I, that okay. I feel that I can connect with individuals on. Yeah. Um, and which one are, what, what are those? So a couple of, you know, one, a big one is, um, you know, uh, helping healthcare professionals, um, okay. deal with like, uh, uh, burnout, like burnout within there. So you're talking about like doctors, nurses, yeah, doctors, nurses, okay. pharmacists. You know, um, only because that that's some of the, that, that that's part of my my uh, my my past is dealing. You know, you know, uh, coming under the burnout. You know, dealing with burnout, yeah. not, or I guess yeah, we get experiencing it. burnout, yeah, right. and not knowing how to deal with it. And, um, but also, your wife's a doctor. My wife's a doctor, so yeah. you know, sometimes, uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes she. I, I try to coach her, and she she oh, catches on. She catches yeah. on now, right? Yeah, she's so. just like you know, stop coaching me. Just let me. Just let me. You can coach anyone else in the world, <laughs> yeah. but her. Right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. So it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but um, yeah. Also, you know, there's um, you know, uh, being uh, me being a person in recovery as well. Um, you know, individuals who who enter uh, recovery sometimes uh, struggle with uh, relearning how to how to cope with life. So that's another topic that's that's very dear to me as well. Um, and then uh, you know, uh, as a you know, um, a fitness enthusiast, I would I like to say just because of my. Um, Did you play college football? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, so Hell so, of a good exactly, yeah. yeah. So you know, being a awesome. you know a ball player in college, um, I have no idea. I had, had that that. Yeah, I had a connection. Yeah, still, <laughs> and I still maintain that connection. You know, within fitness and nutrition. So um, those are you know uh, the ones that I really focused on. But you know, um, I still I, I don't want to turn anyone away because I, I think if someone seeks help, um, it's the first major step. And I think if they were to be turned away by by that, then I don't want them. I don't want the door to be shut on them later on. In life. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Because if you know, someone's seeking out a wellness coach, they they're looking for help. Correct. For sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because they're going out of their comfort yeah, zone. Yeah. It's like one of a therapist. Correct. Or yeah, yeah. 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 And then that's the thing. Yeah. Like, and, that, and I'll always have that. You know, we'll always have that first initial meeting, and we'll talk. And if it's something that I can't help them, but I know it's there's some you know someone that I can refer them to, or yeah. know, there's a way that I can get them. You know the. The assistance or help or, uh, that they they're that they're seeking. Yeah, because a wellness coach is not a therapist. Correct. It's two yeah. separate things. Exactly. Two different strategies. Yeah, and there's some confusion like about that because you know the um, you know there because there there is a little bit of tiny overlap through some of the techniques that we use yeah. or, or the coaching concepts that we use. But yeah, we we aren't we aren't we don't we're not therapists. We don't focus on. Um, we don't focus on past ex- experiences, even though those experiences may have an influence on the person or sure. who they are. Um, our job is to really focus on this person's future, right? You okay. know, the, the, you know, the client is, is the, they're, they're the expert in the session. So when, when I have a session, you're the expert, I'm just there to help guide, guide the session to help you just really discover, you know, who you are and keep yeah. them accountable. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Put them really, on the road. And they veer off left to center. Yeah. So it's thrown back on the road. Correct. Your, yeah. Absolutely. Mental tow truck. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, you know, yeah. we help, help individuals really discover what their strengths are and their values. And really, you know, once a lot of people put that word out, you know, put the, the language out in front of them and they hear themselves saying it, they really start to grasp it and really start to believe in it. Yeah. And once we, once we're able to do that, that's when behavioral changes can be made. Cause then you connect those to the behavior changes and, um, people become motivated, individuals can become motivated through that, through that process. I think sometimes people don't need like, I love you or, or those types of things. I think the most powerful is 
I believe you can do this. Or, you know, and some people don't have that. Right. You know, some people, and, you know, that might be beneficial. So if you don't have that in your life, give Fadi a call. <laughs> He'll help you out. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, tell me a little bit about, like, how you got into wellness coaching. Because as a kid, you don't walk around and pick up girls at college, you know, yeah. say, I'm going to be a wellness coach, right? <laughs> you know, so, like, how did yeah. you, how did you get into wellness coaching? Yeah, um, yeah. you know, um <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, I, you know, even two years ago, three years ago, I would have never thought that this would have been. Uh, no offense to you, but neither does real estate. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a pickup line that I. Yeah. yeah so, right. you know, it is, uh, um, you know, the. Me seeking wellness coaching was a process. It was a. I want to say it's a, it was a lifelong process, but I didn't know that it was going to turn out this way. So, okay. you know, it all started, uh, yeah, I guess it all started, you know, growing up and, you know, growing up in, uh, um, good old, uh, uh Canton, Ohio, um, I'm the football hall. Of yeah. Fame. Football hall of fame, baby. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, growing up, uh, um, I always had this, uh, perception of myself that I was different than everybody. And that really caused me to isolate, um, myself from others. Um, I, I, I struggled a lot with fitting in with others and fitting in with groups. And, uh, when you say different, like, what um, you, you know, I, there are a few, few ways. Um, you know, number one was, you know, culturally, okay. um, and spiritually or religiously or my God, okay. we were, you know, I, I was, you know, we were the only, um, you know, we were the only, I think, believe I was the only Muslim in, at my, at my school. Really? You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Sure. And, uh, Probably you, so, yeah. yeah, it was, you know, this was back in, uh, you know, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, it's not that I, you know, people didn't make me feel welcome. I just didn't feel that, you know, you, right. know, you know, I had, but that's most important. Exactly. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it all starts with you. Yeah. So, you I know, when I wanted to fit in, um, the only way I felt like I could is if I was under the influence of something. So, and then back then it was, you know, unfortunately it was, you know, the easiest thing we could get a hands on was alcohol. So then, you know, that's what I did, you know, so it was, uh, you know, back then, you know, when I would, you know, drink whatever, you know, um, and I would be buzzed or drunk or whatever is when I really felt I'm like, this is who I am. Yeah. And, and I would open up and I would feel relaxed. And okay. so that's where it all started for me that I thought, okay, so this is how it is. This is what works for me. This is going to be it. You know? So, okay. um, and you're like a teenager, the teenager. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You know, so mom a, and dad, close your ears. Right? Yeah. Mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. We don't want you're too old to yeah, get grounded. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, um, you know, uh, after I, uh, went on to undergrad, which was, uh, you know, I moved, I went, went to undergrad and it was, um, I made sure that I, I, I was as far, I could get far from home, but I could still be close enough that I could still maintain a relationship with my family and everything. Cause it, it was still, a, it, it's still very important for me, but at the same right. time, it was like, I really was like, I was on this, like journey to find who I was and discover you know, who I was. Yeah. Just um, getting out to being a man. Yeah. You know, right? yeah. yeah. So I, I got recruited by, um, capital capital university and had the opportunity and I was, you know, blessed to be able to play football there. And that's right. You know, so I moved down here to Columbus and, um, and that's when things really, um, what progressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Progressed or left the center. You, okay. know, right. you know, it became a, you know, I, w I was, uh, I was doing a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, um, okay. you know, in terms of alcohol and drugs. And it was a full time job for me to hide it. You know what I mean? And, um, cause you're embarrassed. Yeah. Right? I don't want to hide it from your family. Yeah. 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 I didn't want anyone yeah. to know. And, um, yeah. and a lot of people, um, shame. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want anyone to see that. And, and it, and it regret, it, it continually progressed, you know, after I graduated from capital, um, oddly enough, you know, even at Capitol, I was still able to maintain my grades and I was still, you know, I still performed well, um, you know, on the, on the football field. And, um, and then once I graduated, I kept telling myself, once I graduate, this is all done, you know, I'll be done with this and I'll, you know, it'll be time to grow up and that, that, that didn't happen. So, uh, so as life continued and I, I ended up going um, to pharmacy school and became a pharmacist and, you know, and got married and had kids and, you know, I'm kind of fast tracking you here, but, um, the, throughout that whole process, and even after marriage, the only way I knew how to deal with life was to 
use some kind of substance, you know, okay. to really put me, you know, just take the edge off. Correct. Right? Yeah. And that's how you would, that was the excuse you would make. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you know, it was either I deserve this cause I'm under stress or right. I don't, I don't okay. know how to deal with this unless I'm, you know, you know, uh, my, you know, under a mind altering substance yeah. or whatever it may be. And we're all guilty of that. Yeah. yeah. So, but unfortunately, you know, and it caught up with, you know, eventually it caught up with me. Um, I was working, um, as a farm, you know, I was a pharmacist and it caught up with me. Uh, I was, I mean, uh, very fantastic job. Yeah. 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 So, um, caught up with me at the, at a pharmacy. I remember the, um, state board of pharmacy inspectors walking in and confronting me because what would, because by then what was happening is I was stealing. I was stealing what? I was, I was, uh, stealing the um, drug drug. So my drug of choice were opiates. Okay. And uh, I was, I was stealing it from the pharmacy I worked at. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, So, and, um, because, uh, because of that, you know, obviously they're going to, they're going to catch on eventually. They're going to notice that stuff's missing. They, yeah. I mean, they, there's a tight inventory. On Absolutely. That. Oh yeah. yeah. Very, very highly, regulated. very highly regulated. Maybe one or two, but yeah, not yeah. 50 or yeah, yeah. Right. very highly regulated. Okay. Um, so they caught on and, uh, I was, uh, intervened and they, they inter- you know, there was an intervention and, you know, lost my job, lost my career. Um, uh, almost lost my family. Um, it was a, a lot of things that had just, uh, it just came down on me is, um, um, yeah, it was, uh, bad time. Yeah. Rock yeah, bottom. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, within the, the, you know, the recovery rooms, you'll hear people say I hit my rock bottom and that was, yeah. that was it, you know, being handcuffed and walk, you know, walked into jail and all that isn't, it's yeah. a very eye opening and life altering experience. Um, and, uh, the, it really opened my eyes to what I had, where I had, where I had put myself. Um, so throughout the process of recovery, um, so, so this all happened. Um, so my rock bottom was September 24th, 2012. And the day that I decided, the day that I decided that I was done, uh, using drinking, you know, using any, any kind of mind or mood altering substance was September 28th, four days later. So even though I was, I got out of jail, it still, I still hadn't really stopped. Yeah. Cause I couldn't, you know, I, well, you're probably physically, yeah, there, right, there, yeah, there was yeah. the physical, yeah, there, yeah, was, right, the, there okay. was the physical, but withdrawals. only four days later. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that's not very, right. That's not typical. No, no, no. I mean, typical. a lot of people, they hit rock bottom yeah. for years. Correct. Yeah. And what was the three things that huh? they said that if you don't hit rock bottom, yeah, you shit together. It's, yeah. What, what are the, uh, it's that jails, institutions are death. Yeah. And then, and, and they're true. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, and that was your three choices. Yeah. And I experienced yeah. both. I experienced jail and I experienced an institution. I was put into, yeah. uh, so you hit two uh, out of the three. Yeah. And, uh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, uh, four days later, you know, luckily I had, a fortunately, I had a family who rallied behind me, even though I had, I felt that I had shamed them and I, I had, uh, really, I don't know, in my head, I had tarnished my family name. Um, you know, my parents and my wife and they're all rallied up behind me. And four days later I was in treatment, you know, it it drove me down to treatment and that's when the recovery process started, you know, the, yeah. So the, 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 the physical part of recovery, I like to say, because the mental part just takes so much longer. But, uh, you know, this one, you know, everything started. And so the physically meaning like you're detoxing. Detox. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Detox. You know, the shakes they, and the sweats. And, they, okay. Did yeah. they cold turkey? That? No, no. Fortunately, okay, uh, there are, like there are places. There okay. are places that will do that because okay. they, they want you to experience it. So they're like, okay, we want you to remember that, you know, you going through this is, yeah. you know, but, um, no, the place I went to, they, they help you detox. They, they give you certain types of medications that help ease the withdrawal symptoms, but they don't completely eliminate them. So you're still experiencing withdrawal. Um, now as a pharmacist, you might know this, I guess, but did you, did you go cold Turkey with that? Like, can you die? It, um, or not really. You, 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 just, you could, I mean, it depends. You, you can't, I mean, ultimately okay. it's a possibility, uh, not likely depending on, uh, well, let me, let me backtrack. Alcoholic alcoholism 
if you can't, they can die through withdrawal because a lot of alcohol uh, alcoholics, when they come off, they then they'll, they'll experience seizures. Um, they'll experience severe, severe withdrawal symptoms to the point to where they they could possibly die. Um, oh, okay. With okay. opiates, um, it's a possibility depending on you know how intense and what you you, what you were using. But um, I haven't seen as many. I've seen I've read about alcoholics dying from okay. withdrawal more right. than, than opiates. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's from the from the withdrawal itself. Now, um, you know, there are some other issues like if someone going through withdrawal and they just can't take it anymore and they just end up doing it them doing it to themselves. Okay. So, um, and once you come off, like when you detox and like you're like in your like you're a hundred percent clean. Is that right? Or does it take a month for that to get out of your system or just a couple days? Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it, 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 it all depends. Yeah. It actually okay. depends on what okay. the drug It's not like a Tylenol. That no, no. It all depends okay. on the, you know, the drug of choice. Um, okay. All right. Uh, it, it, it's it, in, in, uh, and how much you use and how long you're using for, um, okay. because there are some, there are some opiates that actually, uh, you know, like, um, you know, the popular one on the streets is fentanyl. Yeah. And a lot of people don't, may not realize it, but fentanyl can actually, uh, um, there's been some studies that show that fentanyl actually, uh, can get absorbed in the bone. Oh, and really? so it's okay. very, so it takes a long, long time for it to be eliminated from the body. Got it. Okay. So, um, I, uh, for myself, you know, my own experience, uh, I detox, they detoxed me for five days, which is their typical protocol. And but because of as much horrible. as I, it was horrible. Okay. And because of like, like my what? like your, your, I'm thinking of like the, the, the Netflix series, Dirty Jump. <laughs> he had an opiate and he like, and he detox, he went cold turkey and like he, like if, she like I remember laying she laid like a blanket on him and then like he was just like don't fucking touch me like yeah. he flipped out like it was like excruciating that the blanket went on his yeah. skin yeah. you know a soft blanket yeah. so uh, is it your nerves just going nuts is yeah that what? yeah okay. because you know okay. the opi- specifically with opiates you know you're you're suppressing your nervous system um, so you become hypersensitive to everything you know I mean okay so, uh, okay you know me was you know the shakes and you know, um, anxiety and uh, sweating profusely. I mean, that they would have, but at the same time, you're like freezing your ass off. Like, you're like sweating. Okay. But so it's like time, having the flu. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, yes. The flu times a hundred. Yeah. You'll, okay. you'll hear like within, uh, you know, recovery, uh, uh, organizations, you'll hear them call it the super flu. Because okay. that's what it all is. Right. You know, okay. it's all that's, you know, the diarrhea, the shakes, the sweats, oh, yeah. the yeah. fevers, yeah. everything. Yeah. So, it, and like, it lasts about a week. Um, for it, it, it can last longer. Like, uh, so for me, they actually had to extend my, uh, with, uh, detox period because of, um, the amount that I was using at the time. So, okay. Okay. um, I ended up having to detox for seven days as opposed to their, their protocol of five days. Yeah, um, okay. and I don't say that to brag or anything. It's just that, you yeah. know, each person's going to be different. Sure. So. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, even after the detox period, I still experience withdrawal symptoms. You know, you're still, they're just not at a level to where they feel that you, that it would need to be treated. You're still going to have some shakes. You're still going to have some diarrhea. You're still going to have some of those things. Um, that that's when some of the mental aspect of recovery kicks in. Um, and, and unfortunately it's, it's sometimes when uh, a lot of people relapse because they're like, they get through the thickness, the thick of the uh, detox and then they leave. And when they leave, they're out there and they're still experiencing a little bit of the withdrawal. And they're like, well, that wasn't, they don't remember the shit that they just went through. Right. So then they're like, well, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. I can take one or two. And then they're yeah. right back to where they were. Yeah. So time heals all wounds, right? Yeah. Good yeah. and bad, I guess. So, um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, I got, I spent 30 days, 30 days in, in uh, inpatient recovery. Um, and then when I came out, how did you feel? When you um, out? I felt good, but I felt scared. You know, it was, um, because scared of not knowing like what, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Like, it was right, it, right, the unknown. Yeah. It was the unknown. Man, like what exactly. are you going to do? Provide yeah. your family. And, yeah. I mean, it was right, unknown, okay. unknown of life. It was just unknowns of life, you know, family, um, um, you know, my kids, you know, That's career, so but yeah. not just those aspects. It was me meant like myself. Cause I'm coming out and I'm like, I'm not, uh, uh, who am I? I was questioning who I was again, because I'm like, wait a second. 
I thought I was that guy that was that, you know, back there. And now I'm back to step one. And I'm like, you know, in life, step one in life. And I'm like, I have to discover who I really am again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because now I'm looking through, I'm looking at the world through a different set of eyes. You know, I think I, you know, I'm getting to look at things differently. I'm thinking differently. Seems like uh, you tore yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the yeah. building process. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. That's no. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, uh, you yeah. go through shit. Yeah. So the, the rebuilding process started and, you know, I, I you know, I, I did, took the steps that I needed to take, you know, I went and sought professional help, you know, which, um, don't be embarrassed to do it. No, no, not at all. Professional help. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, right. If there's anything that, yeah. I, if there's one thing that I, I, I uh, it's stupid not to. Yeah. They give you the tools and the shortcuts. Yeah. I mean, from people who run their own businesses and entrepreneurs, we're always looking for that angle, right? Yeah. And that's an angle. Yeah. Like these people know what the hell they're doing, you know, and uh, and I don't think it's a bad thing to go all the time, even if you're not going through shit. Yeah. You know, it's just like a, a like a. Um, you know, you can bounce ideas off or, or what have you, sure. but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, total advocate for yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seven years later and I, I yeah. still do it because it, um, it's, um, you know, someone's, <clears throat> someone's always going to know a little bit more than I will. Um, and you know, like you said, it's good to have someone be able to teach me that, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna know everything, you know, even though my head or my ego, you know, um, tells me that I'm the smartest and I'm the, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I know everything, um, to really put that in check and say, okay, help me. I need your help. Um, takes a load off, you know, it really takes a, you know, you know, the, those breaks off, my, off your shoulder and willing to accept what a professional can, can teach you and can, mm-hmm. and can give you. So, yeah, but it doesn't matter what profession, I mean, not to knock on you, but like, if you look at your life, like in a storybook, right? Like your wife is super educated, mm-hmm. smart, beautiful woman, yeah. right? Yeah. You are a great looking guy. You had a, you're a pharmacist. You had a, <laughs> one kid at the time, right? Yeah, at the time. So yeah. Like, yeah. So like when you're, you're like, I'm at a coffee table looking at your picture. I'm like, they got their shit together. Yeah. Right. You know, and I think people you don't ever realize like what people are going through, Mm -hmm. you know, even though it looks great on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that's the spirit of this podcast, you know, cause people live just as I did like bullshit. You think it's like good, but it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not. And it's, it's safer to live a lie or be hiding or just like, but it's so stressful. You know, even if yeah. you don't really realize it's stressful until you just like push your ego aside yeah. and say, I got to Like, this is what I am. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, when you told me that story, like I was like, holy shit. And you didn't like bat an eye about it. And that makes, that made it like I connected instantly because mm-hmm. I knew you were a real person. Yeah. Right. And that's what people connect with. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, um, you know, it's, if there's anything that I really enjoy, really talent, you know, I mean, I think everyone enjoys talking about themselves sometimes, but at the same yeah, time, it's like, true. I, um, uh, you know, I kind of, I don't want to, yeah, I, I kind of made it a mission of mine to really destigmatize, you know, substance abuse or addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, uh, it's a, I mean, it hits all walks it, of life. It, it, absolutely. Like, let's think absolutely. about you guys. You're super educated, more educated than I am, right? You know, but, but like, by, by within books and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. But like, <laughs> yeah. but then you have the guy who the bum, you know, that's downtown on yeah. the corner. Then, oh yeah, he yeah he probably had. It affects everybody. Absolutely. I, I mean, everybody. You yeah, know, yeah. and uh, I was fortunate. I told you the joke. I took half a Percocet and I yeah. threw up. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I just, I wasn't a, I don't know. I, yeah. you know. We talked about, I don't, I just not was a person that was able to, but I wouldn't be immune to it. No one. No, I, no, mean, yeah, I don't think anyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was just fortunate. Um, yeah. I, I'll share this uh, a quick bit with you. When I was, mm-hmm. when I was in inpatient treatment, they had a, you know, there's a weekend where they bring all the family members in, you know, okay. of, of the people of the, you know, inpatients there. And, mm-hmm. 
Um, and they, they, they do these group sessions and, you know, we're all sitting around and you just kind of get randomly assigned to a group, you know, with the inpatient, you know, with the person and their family members. Um, you know, at the time my wife couldn't make it. So it was just, you know, I'm just, you know, getting assigned to this particular group and we're sitting there and we're talking. So you're in a group with other families. Other, other families and, okay. you know, and their, you know, their significant other, whoever is there at the treatment center. And, you know, we're just sitting there and, you know, yeah. the, the group leaders, you know, bringing up topics and everyone's kind of talking about themselves and giving a quick snippet of why they're there. And, um, after, afterwards, I had a father of this, um, uh, um, his son was there and I had a father walk up to me and he was like, you're a pharmacist. I was like, yeah. He was like, how could you let this happen to yourself? That's a fair question. Yeah. 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 Totally and, 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 I, and, and you I, knew and, better. You were in college. You exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were educated. Yeah. You know about these medications. You know what they could do to you. Yeah. Yeah. How could you let this happen to yourself? So he, was he uh, confrontational? He wasn't confrontational. He, he was, he, he was confused, frustrated. And okay. I saw it. this look of okay. confusion on his face. Like, Really? You know, what, how is this, okay. how, you know, and I, and, and that's when I really had to bring it back down and say, you know, this is something that can affect anyone. As like in, you know, in my mind, when I was using these, you know, these, you know, these substances, I was taking these pills. It's like, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Because like, you might've felt more in control. Absolutely. Like, oh, hey, absolutely. Yeah. Like absolutely. I'm a pharmacist. I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> the ego. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Ego there. yeah. We always talk about egos. Yeah. yeah. Like I know what I'm doing. I can handle this. I got it under control. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you're absolutely right. I mean, and it can affect anybody, anybody. And, you know, I, I would say, you know, about 30 or 40% of those, the, the group of the group of the inpatient group that I was in when I went in, there was probably about 30, 30, 35% of them were professionals, you know, whether they were like doctors. white collar. Yeah. yeah. They were, you know, lawyers, doctors, nurses, pharmacists. I mean, there was like two other pharmacists in there with me. So really? Was, okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, um, it, it, like you said, all walks of life can be affected by this disease. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then, um, it doesn't, does not discriminate. It does not discriminate. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That, that, that seems, seems so. Sure. So Yeah. Good story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So tell me, um, so let's fast forward to present. Yeah. So yeah. like, um, what are some things as we, cause unfortunately I'm guilty of this too sometimes, mm-hmm. but like, um, as we hit the new year, that's always like a benchmark of like, I'm going to get my shit together for sure. <laughs> like I'm going to lose that extra 10 pounds, yeah, which yeah. I'll never lose, yeah. but I might do this in business and I might, you know, what have you. So what are some like, um, um, and you mentioned sore. Yeah. Earlier. Okay. Yeah. Like talk a little bit about that and, um, you know, so the listeners and stuff get sure. have a, yeah. an idea of, and maybe they can use that as a, a guide to help them yeah. with their goals. Okay. In, in yeah. So, um, you know, within, the you know, you know, one of the, the main, um, concepts that we use within wellness coaching is that a motivational interviewing process, you know? Okay. So, you know, the process where, you know, we really, uh, get people to, um, talk more about themselves, you know, um, a lot of open-ended questions, you know, we, you know, like it, if, if you and I are in a session, I'm not going to ask, you know, what do you think of the, or this, or, you know, do you think that's going to work for you? It's, it, we avoid, we, as much as we can, yes to no answers, because we really want you to start to talk and, you know, really, um, expand on your thoughts and open up and open up. Absolutely. So, um, you know, within, uh, the process that I use, uh, within my wellness coaching business, um, is the term soar. Um, okay. and it's a, it's a, it's a goal set. It's a goal setting so like process. S- O A R. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So it's a goal right. setting process and, and it's linked to, you know, to motivation, you know, so, okay. you know, so S is going to stand for, you know, where you set your goals, you know, you decide on, you know, um, it, essentially you can, you can list all the goals that you want to, um, that you, you want to achieve and then you kind of prioritize them. You know? So okay. you set the goals that you want to tackle. How many goals should someone have in a year? Because if you get too many, it's yeah, like, absolutely, you don't want to overwhelm yeah. yourself, and then you don't yeah. want to over underwhelm. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. So you know, I hope I lose one pound. Correct. Nah, so you know, um, to, to be honest, there isn't like a set amount. Um, okay. When if you know when I'm in a session with a client, you know, and, and I we talk about the goals that they want to set. If they, you know, ultimately, ultimately they decide on how many they want to do. But it's okay. my job 
to bring it back into perspective. You know, so if uh, an individual says that, you know, I've got these 10 goals I want to hit in three weeks, it's going to go, wait a second. Do you really feel that that's something that, you know, is that something you feel like you're going to be able to accomplish? Right. And we, and then, and then that gets into a process of really identifying their confidence levels of, of accomplishing these goals. And that's when I, where we can bring it back around into perspective on, you know, what's going to be the most important and what can wait. So, you know, if someone says that I want these 10 goals in three weeks, it's like, well, let's focus on, you know, two of the more important ones and then, you know, okay. we'll tackle the rest of them. So, right. yeah. but you know, if, um, you know, and, and the thing is, it's hard to answer that question because, you know, some, uh, a lot of goals, um, you know, we're, are going to be short term, you know, Hey, I want to lose five pounds in, in a month. Definitely feasible, you know, or, or someone says, you know, I want to be able to run a marathon in a year, you know, uh -huh. so there's, so there's a timetable to those goals as well. So, right. um, or hit a certain, yeah, goal. Right. <laughs> the one thing that I can, I can, you know, I, I always suggest is that you do have goals. Make sure that you've got, um, um, you know, uh, goals and uh, goals yeah. in, you know, in mind that you want to accomplish, you know, cause you just don't want to get stuck in a rut of life where you're just like, okay, I got to wake up again, go to work, come home, go to bed. And you, you get stuck in the life cycle with yeah. no, no rush. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The rut. So, 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 yeah. so, and that's so, where most of us. Are. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, people at the mall, people at the store. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, yeah. You yeah. see it in their face. Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. And we're so, all, I mean, I'm, I was guilty. Yeah. So, um, so once, you know, when, uh, um, uh, when a client, you know, really sets their goals and decides, okay, this is what I want to, this is what I want to accomplish. Um, uh, you know, then we begin to talk about, uh, the O part, um, your options. So you set your options. Um, those are going to be more of, um, brainstorming, uh, okay. about the goal itself. Um, it's, it's, it's a step before you start putting together a plan. Um, okay. so you really start, you talk about all the ideas of how you could possibly get there, you know? So from, you know, the most extreme process to the most obvious way. Um, and that's, you know, we were bringing, we, uh, a client and I would brainstorm together to come up with different options to tackling the goal or accomplishing the goal. So then the next part of SOAR A is you arrive at a plan. Okay. So once you set all your options and you've got all, you've gone through the brainstorming process and really talked about, you know, ways of going, accomplishing this goal, then we were, you know, you come up with the plan, you arrive at a plan and you decide, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. Okay. And that's the X that's like, the step-by-step -step process, how to execute the plan. Correct. Yes. So you're in yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, right. yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, once we talk about the plan and, you know, you really start to lay it out and how you want to accomplish it. And, um, and this arriving at the plan part is when, um, smart comes in, which is the, the, uh, components of an effective goal. So SOAR is going to be the, the process of become, of the, coming up with the goal then the, there's a process called SMART, which are the characteristics or the components of the goal itself. So, um, but, I, you know, we can talk about that, you know, afterwards or whenever. So, but, um, so we arrive at a plan, then R, you, re, you reaffirm the commitment. You know, we'll go back and we'll kind of uh, reaffirm, okay, is this what you want to do? Do you feel confident? We, we talk about confidence levels um, and really, uh, uh, nailed down. Okay. This it's essentially just really boosting the client's confidence that they can accomplish this yeah. by reaffirming, okay, you can do this. This is what you're yeah, going to do. If you have a step-by-step -step plan, it's like, it's like eating an elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. Like yeah. when you put an elephant in a room, you're like, holy shit, I can't, what, what's this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, no, listen, let's just have one pound of a hamburger elephant every day. And then in five years, it's gone, right? Yeah, and it's the same thing. So, yeah, and in okay. the, the process yeah. of reaffirming it, the commitment is just, it's yeah, even as simple as just getting the client to repeat what you've just talked about. Because even... They have they, to believe in it. They have to believe in yeah. it. And when they hear themselves saying it, you know, there's a boost of confidence, there's, there's motivation in there. And then when they start doing it, when that, when that action starts and, you know, they, they start to to tackle the plan, um, you know, the actions can, will lead to success. The success will boost motivation. Motivation will lead to action and it becomes a successful cycle. 
you know, this positive successful cycle of really, you know, pursuing your goals. And so, and then, you know, uh, you know, next session, we, we, we revisit, see how it's going, what's working. We'll stick with it. What's not. Well, how can we evolve? We evolve and we fix it and then we can, then we proceed forward. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How, uh, how many, what's an average amount of sessions that people do? Like, is it, monthly or every other week or it kind of depends. Right? Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, okay. it's, yeah, it's, it, it, and once again, um, you know, because it's, uh, you know, it's the, the clients are the experts of themselves. They can decide, mm-hmm. um, the suggestions that I give is that, uh, um, that we, uh, go at least, at least, you know, every two weeks, okay. um, you know, uh, and I it also, and I think every two weeks is optimum because um, you know if you if you proceed weekly, you haven't really given the client enough time to really work on their plan. You know what I mean? So right. you want to get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but if, but if, like a data set. Yeah, yeah. But if someone okay. says, you know, I, I need more accountability. I need you to help. You know, I need I need that. You know, I need the accountability. I need to be held. You know responsible for what I'm doing mm-hmm. then and they say I want to come and check in weekly with you then that's fine you know mm-hmm. um and you know um the other a- aspect of wellness coaching itself is it's it doesn't just have to be face-to-face it can be you know the just checking in the client hey hey I just want to check in or or I'll you know we'll decide during our initial session that we want to do check-in sessions in between our coaching sessions where it'll just be like a quick five ten minute phone call hey how's it going you know how, you know, where, where are you at with your action plan? You know, do you want to talk about it some more or, you know, it could be just as simple as, Hey, I'm there. Everything's going well. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And yeah, and, and that's how it proceeds. Got it. Um, but you know, totally typically, um, for it, I'm sure you've heard, you know, it takes 21 days to, to, you know, for change a habit, a habit yeah. and then 90 days for it, to, uh, uh, to become permanent. Um, and there's some truth to that. You know, a lot of, a lot of wellness coaches, um, including me, um, recommend at least six sessions, um, but optimally 12, 12 sessions to really nail down a behavioral change or a lifestyle change, um, and, uh, uh, accomplishing goals that, that they set. And then, okay. What now? Cause wellness coaching is relatively new, right? right. Uh, in the, in the eyes of the medical world. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So like what, what's the future of wellness coaching? Like, what do you see that wellness coaching in the next 10 years? Like, will they have people, uh, you know, fortune 500 companies have wellness coaches as like almost like an HR, you know, and they go around and help out. Like, I don't know if people watch billions. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about that, but on the, on the, the, is that showtime? Yeah, I think it's showtime. Uh, the the movie Billions, he has it's a venture capitalist, which, you know, and they they basically have high pressure jobs, and they have a she's a therapist, but she is more like a wellness coach. I yeah. think in a sense of like she they come in and talk to her, and they talk about their goals and and things like that. And uh, and I mean, do you see companies investing in like almost like a permanent staff? Wellness coach, yeah. and actually, it, it, it's happening now. There's it a, is, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a, there's okay. a lot of you know, um, you know, large companies, even hospitals. They have their own, they have their own in-house wellness coaching. Okay, yeah, and um, you know, it's offered uh, um, as part of you know, the employment package. You know, you've got these. You, we have a wellness coach. You know, they'll have a wellness coach on staff or well, a set of wellness coaches on staff, and you know, where they can help help individuals really focus on. Um, you know, their, uh, their well being, overall well being, you know, um, because they know the benefits. Yeah. You know, the, the, the benefits of wellness coaching are becoming widely known and the positive effects that it can have on these companies. Performance. Um, like performance and production. And production. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and overall, you know, and overall, um, you know, health, you know, if, if someone's well being is a lot better, you know, they're, they're feeling well, you know, they've improved their health. They're living a healthier lifestyle. You know, it's less, less days that they got to call off, yeah. you know, and then it That's translates true. into, cause it all starts yeah. with mental health. Absolutely. Like you don't think about it. You think like, uh, like, Oh, if I just work out and go to the gym all the time, but that it, it's like inside out, you yeah. know, and it, and 
if you're mentally strong, then you can be physically strong. Sure. Because it takes a lot of mental, like, you know, just lifting weights when you're in college football or whatever. You know, then, but like mental health, I know I underestimated it tremendously. But if you're not right mentally, it can make you physically sick. Oh, absolutely. Even though there's nothing wrong with you. You And I think a lot of people will relate to that if they're like really depressed or or going through some shit, you know, that they'll say, yeah, I threw up. I like, I felt like I couldn't get out of bed. You know, I hear stories like that and it's, and it's like, there was nothing wrong with them. They didn't have the flu. They didn't have, but they literally, their brain is like the super, super computer. Sure. Right. And it it can control everything. You know, we have no idea what it can, can't control in theory. But like it, it'll shut your shit shut yeah. real quick. Yeah, right? yeah. I think, I think uh, you know, as, yeah. as human beings, we're you know we're uh, you know our you know our we're our body is you know so intricate that everything. I think we forget that everything's interconnected. You know, you know from you know mind, you know your mind and your body to you know a lot of things that your mind uh, experiences is going to translate physically. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, and that's when and that's you know kind of backtrack to the, the question you asked. Um, which is a lot of, um, we talked about hospitals and companies bringing in in-house wellness coaches, but what you're beginning to see is a lot of doctor's offices bringing in wellness coaches to help their patients deal with their disease states because, you know, someone who's, someone who's, so that's, that's, that's a huge part of the future within wellness coaching. Um, and it's termed health and wellness coaching because now you've brought in the health, health perspective of, you know, a person with diabetes and now all of a sudden, you know, they're diagnosed with this, you know, this disease and they don't know how to handle the mental aspect of being diagnosed with this disease, yeah, whether it be right. diabetes or cancer or, yeah, or anything yeah. else. Um, now all of a sudden they need someone to help them uh, or motivate them to continue their treatment, to maintain their healthy lifestyle or, you know, whatever it may be that they, they want, you know, the doctors, you know, would want. So Yeah. Yeah. Because the mental side of it, people can will themselves to death or, you know, I had an aunt who had cancer and she was diagnosed and she, they give her six months. Mm-hmm. She fought it for four and a half years. Yeah. And then she just said, I'm done because mm-hmm. it, it's, I no idea, but it's gotta be exhausting. Yeah, yeah. And then with just a few weeks, she passed away. So, um, so it did, but she made that commitment, you know, yeah. that commitment of I'm done, you yeah. know, and that's what happened, you know, from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it was all mental. There wasn't really any change. Like mm-hmm. it didn't, something didn't change, you know, drastically that said, Oh, well that may, you know, that was yeah, the cause. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was mental. Like I'm stopped. I'm going to stop doing the fighting and things like that. Mm-hmm. So now one thing you, you talked about like the future or what have you too, like, um, people don't have to go to your office, right? Oh, I mean, most, yeah. Yeah. And I would say I, most people that need help are probably inherently lazy too, so, right? So you want to make it as easy as possible for yeah, them yeah, to get help, right? Yeah, and I think that you know because uh, because um, you know wellness. You're right. You know, there's there's uh, you know the getting people even motivated to seek to seek a wellness coach or to seek help from anyone. Um, you know, is making accessibility easy, you're making yeah. it easily, making ourselves easily accessible to to others. So mm-hmm. um, I would. You know, if just off the top of my head, I would say over 50% of wellness coaching is conducted uh, online, either through some kind of technology, um, Skype, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or yeah. even just, just a phone call, you know, um, yeah. you know, I, uh, for me personally, um, uh, or through my practice, I, I should say, um, I suggest that we at least meet, um, at least once or twice because, um, I think that the physical, it creates a, a stronger connection, yeah. you know, when you're face to face and you're able to talk, um, and you're able to conversate, um, you yeah. know, the, the, I think, uh, as a society, we still take for granted the, uh, the value of, uh, of, uh, human connection, face to face human connection, um, with, within this, uh, technological world that we live in now. Right. Um, now with that being said, if, if someone says, hey, I prefer to do it online, then that's your decision and that's what we'll honor, you know? Um, then the next suggestion is let's, let's do a video because yeah. as a coach, you know, being able to read body language, um, helps tremendously for us to provide guidance and suggestions and, and to, um, direct the, the coaching session. So, 
And that's and ultimately, ultimately, it's it's, up, it's the client's comfortability and whatever whatever they decide to do. Well, I'm, so. I mean, with the tech side, you know, we utilize that at the brokerage, but like we, uh, but you can help people all over the world, that's right? True. You know, so like your outreach and um, you know, like we're connected. In the first time in human history, we're all connected digitally. Yes, yes. I mean, throughout the world, and the world get, gets smaller and smaller and smaller every day. But from a business standpoint, you can utilize that technology to help more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But I do agree. Like uh, we talked about this on another podcast with a guest, but he calls he calls it belly to belly, meaning like you meet like yeah. this, right? And it's true. It's a hundred percent true. That'll never go yeah. away. Yeah, never go away. Like that's just human connection, you know, from that standpoint, but to scale a business and to, and let's not even think of like a business standpoint, but like to help more people because mm-hmm. we're, you know, I mean, we're in the service business, you're in the service business and, and it's all about helping. I hate, I kind of hate the word sales because mm-hmm. that doesn't sound right. Like you're, you're in the service. They have, someone has a goal and like we talked about goals, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and you're helping them achieve those goals. Not all the time. Sometimes when you meet clients, just as you, you can help them. Correct. You know, cause they give you a goal and you're like, I, I can't help you, yeah. you know? And then, you know, you move on, but it gives you the opportunity to help more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from I mean, that standpoint. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. But yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, recognizing our scope of practice and really knowing, you know, what our, what we can do and what our limitations are is, you know, it's key because it's, I'm not going to pretend that I can help somebody. I'm just causing more harm or damage to them. So, right. Uh, yeah. Or they might need more intensive. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and most of the time that's, that's typically what it is. It's, yeah. it's something that's outside of our scope of practice and yeah. you know, they need to be referred to a professional so, yeah. and what, you know, that, that can help them more. Cool. All right. Well, tell uh, everyone how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So, um, uh, they, uh, you can reach me, um, at uh, email fatty.smiley at smileywellnesscoaching.com. So don't forget the dot. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smile, uh, yeah, fatty.smiley. How do you smell? Um, fatty, yeah. that, spell it out for me. Yeah, so it's spelled F A D I dot smiley, S M I L E Y, at smileywellnesscoaching.com. Okay. Um, phone number is 614 915 2350. Okay. And Facebook. Uh, Facebook page. Work on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Facebook will be up. Facebook should be up within the next week. So cool. Yeah. All right. Facebook that up. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, cool, man. All right. Thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. I really it's a pleasure it. to be here. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for tuning this. in for this, uh, this episode of real estate real. And, uh, thanks. And we'll see you guys soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of real estate real. Check us out on all the major podcast platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple podcast, like us on our fan page, on Facebook at Real Estate Real and let everyone know that this is the best podcast in America.